Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Congelos. It's a pleasure to be with you this week. You know, it's a beautiful time of the year. We're getting into May, and May for us is Family Wellness and Older Americans Month. And because it's based upon Family Wellness and Older Americans Month, what I'd like to do today is focus a little bit on, you know, some estate planning for people that are a little bit older in age. And when I say older in age, I would say 55, 60 and up, and people that, you know, have grown children, grandchildren, or families that they're concerned about. So when I was thinking about putting the show together for you today, I was looking at some of the resources and some of the people that I have that have expertise in these areas. And I thought of a gentleman, his name is Michael Kanarek of Kanarek and Kanarek. Michael is an attorney and he's got a master's in taxation. He's worked with a lot of clients of our firm over the years and has just done a wonderful job in helping them with their estate planning. So I'd like to welcome Michael to our show. So Michael, welcome. Thanks, Frank. It's good to be here. So, Michael, you know, what's interesting is, you know, part of what we do on our show is really educate people about finances. And, you know, we're going through this, you know, the month of May and so forth. And when I think in terms of planning an estate and what people should be doing is, you know, we go through different phases of life. You know, so, Michael, those of you on the radio, I know you can't see Michael, but I know Michael a long time. He's got a young family. His estate planning and what he's done with his life is different than what I've done at my point in life, which is I now have grown children. And if I even go to other you know, clients of mine, they have grandchildren and so forth. I'm not there yet. But it changes. You know, our intentions change. So if we're thinking in terms of older Americans, Michael, what are some of the things that they should be thinking about regarding their planning at this point in their life? Sure. Um, you know, with older Americans, um, you know, a lot of times they might have done documents in the past. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Uh, and previous documents might have included, you know, certain setups. As you mentioned, you know, my documents look different because I have young children. So their previous documents might have been done when the children were a little bit younger. And, and now that's not the case anymore. So, um, you know, they might want to leave assets differently to their children now that they're adults uh, than they did in the past. One thing that we see all the time is, you know, maybe their brother is the executor of their estate when they actually have, a, you know, a very responsible adult child that makes more sense to be in that position. Uh, you know, it's it's just reviewing, you know, what they've done in the past uh, and, you know, making sure that it still applies to today. Uh, and another big thing that we're seeing these days is – if if the will was done uh, well, I'll say, years ago, it probably included a lot of tax planning. Um, and, and the term estate planning to a lot of people means estate tax planning. And, and, and I want to be clear that that's not necessarily the case, especially today. We had a, a, a law passed uh, earlier this year, and it raised the estate tax exemption, the federal estate tax exemption, to five and a quarter million dollars a person, uh, $10.5 million a couple, and that took a, a, a lot of people out of the need to do estate tax planning. Um, having said that, New Jersey has their own estate tax. That was implemented a little over 10 years ago, and um, and, and we want to pay attention to that. So, you know, the need for federal tax planning might not still uh, be relevant, but the need for New Jersey tax planning might still be there, and there's different techniques that you can use, and 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 that's one thing I'd want to be real careful with, making sure the wills make sense 
from both a federal state estate tax perspective now and a New Jersey estate tax perspective. And not getting too technical, Michael, but what is the number federally and what is the number in the state of New Jersey where people should at least give some consideration to this as to the tax side? Yeah. I mean, again, federally, the exemption is currently five and a quarter million dollars a person. So that eliminates 99% of the population. Yeah. I mean, having said that, laws change all the time. The laws over the past... 10, 11 years have taken the exemption from 675 to a million, to a million and a half, to two million, to three and a half million, to unlimited, back you know, <laughs> now five million. So it, it's a political topic and it changes. Um, I don't foresee it ever dropping back to a million. Having said that, I, don't, I didn't foresee the last several laws that were passed either. So every, it, it's always a surprise. Um, so it's something that needs to be paid attention to. But you're right. Currently, I would think a lot of people are not particularly worried about federal estate tax planning. How about New Jersey? New Jersey's exemption is a lot lower. New Jersey's exemption is $675,000. And and a lot of times I'll sit with clients and they don't grasp the size of their estate. It happens with young people. It happens with older people. It happens with everybody. People think, oh, it's, you know, the money that I have in the bank or the amount of stock that I own is, you know, I don't own – $500,000 $500,000 worth of stock, so I'm, I'm good to go. You know, the, the estate tax uh, is based on the size of your estate, which includes, you know, the value of your home, the value of your retirement plan assets, if you happen to own a business, a business. Um, How about life pro- insurance? The proceeds of life insurance. You know, people that have, you know, seven-figure life insurance policies – they have a New Jersey estate tax problem. They might have a federal estate tax problem, depending on how uh, big the life insurance. So, and then living in New Jersey, I mean, real estate values in New Jersey, although you know we've had a market correction over a period of years, I mean, they're not cheap. So between no, a house and a few other assets, you can hit six seventy five very quickly. Absolutely, and there's techniques that you can do within a plan to to avoid, uh, you know, a tax that might otherwise be due with without proper planning. So, from a tax standpoint. Your suggestion then is, is, you know, in New Jersey especially, if you're hitting that 675 number, that will's going to need to have some special provisions in there to protect your family. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that uh, I was listening to your response on the, the question, Mike, also is, is that you're talking about, you know, you now have children that have grown and so forth. And one of the things that we always talk about, you know, because the show is, you know, responsible wealth, discovering responsible wealth, is is that you've also had an opportunity to see how your children are as an older American with money. That's right. And and when we think in terms of that is we may see that some of our children are very diligent with money. They're very conscious and, you know, they're good at managing. And then we may see that there's other children that we have that maybe are not so good with money, goes through their hands very quickly. So maybe you could just take a couple of minutes and talk about perhaps some ideas that people could give some consideration to as it relates to their planning, how to help both sides of that, what they might do. Sure. Um, and, and, and it's a, a good point for other reasons as well. I mean, when you pass money along to a child, um, you know, to me, there's two basic choices. Either you're going to leave the money directly outright to that child, you know, and we see that with the, where the children are adults. We generally don't see that where the children are minors. Um, or you're going to leave that uh, the child uh, create a trust for their benefit, where the money's held in, in, in trust for either a certain period of time or for their lifetime. Okay, so you know, the general thought is, okay, I have an adult ch- child who's responsible with money. I'm going to leave that asset, you know, my, my assets to them on an outright basis. I have minor children or 
uh, a child that's maybe not so good with money or has some responsibility issues, you know, we'll set up a trust for their benefit where, you know, the child can still take advantage of their inheritance, but somebody else is placed in charge so that the child doesn't go through the money for, you know, various reasons. Um, Another interesting thing to think about, though, is trust can still have value for children that are good with money, uh, and, there, and there's a bunch of reasons behind that. Maybe the child's not in a great marriage. You know, maybe you're concerned, well, gee, if I leave my child X amount of dollars, and then they end up getting divorced, you know, maybe some of that money is going to end up in the hands of the divorced spouse. I want to prevent that. Well, we can use trusts to prevent that. You know, maybe it's Mike, that's want, a, you know when you just said that. I mean, we live in a society where you know there's a fifty percent divorce rate. So, you know, when our listeners are hearing this, is unfortunately it is the real world. So it's something that you should be looking at your children, looking at their situations because that totally makes sense. Yep. And then you know other reasons. I want to make sure that the money ultimately gets down to my grandchildren. Well, if you leave the money outright to a child. You know, you know, possibly they'll leave it to their children, and generally I think people think that, but a lot of times you know, they'll leave it to their spouse, then that's really what's going to happen, and maybe their spouse is going to get remarried to someone that already has a family, and, and some of that money ends up in the family of this new spouse. So again, trust will help the, you control that the money goes from your child down to your grandchildren. Great, great point, Mike. You know, so we, we have the will side of that. We've covered a lot of topic there. What other documents should people be considering when, you know, we're talking about this older American, they're getting at a point in their life where, you know, uh, physically things will change over time, mentally things can change. What should they be doing also to protect themselves, you know, with regard to that type of documentation? Yeah, It's imperative that in addition to, to wills that, that clients uh, also get powers of attorney and uh, living wills or health and health care proxies. I, I I won't draft a will without drafting those two documents. I don't, I don't care how old the client is. I'll do it for young clients, too, but it's particularly important. Can you just give us a brief understanding as to what both of those documents do, just so our listeners are sure. clear on this? A, a power of attorney um, is, is a document where you are uh, appointing somebody to manage your affairs if you became mentally incapacitated. And, and it, it, is, it is so important. And just a real quick example you know, my mother was power of attorney for my grandmother when my grandmother was alive. My, when my grandmother had to go into a nursing home, my mom was able to sell my grandmother's home. My mom was able to write checks on my grandmother's account to make sure her bills were being paid. Without that power of attorney, my mom has no authority to act, and it becomes a real, real problem. Uh, the living will and health care proxy, the health care proxy is you're appointing somebody to make medical decisions for you if you're un- unable to make them on your own. And the living will is where you uh, lay out your desires uh, regarding medical treatment, uh, you know, generally speaking, people want to spell out that they do not want to be kept alive artificially in the event they have no hope of recovery. Great. For all of our listeners, again, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our guest today is Michael Kanarek of Kanarek and Kanarek in Walt Township. We've been talking about family wellness in Older Americans Month and really how to protect your estate, what type of estate documents you should be doing at this point in your life. You know, Proverbs tells us that the good leave an inheritance to their children and their children's children, but the wealth of a sinner is stored up for the just. And basically what we're saying is, is that, you know, if you do the right planning, be diligent, be responsible with what you're doing with your life's work, um, ultimately it'll end up where it belongs. And, yeah, correct, Michael? That's right. So with that being said, I'd like to close up this week. You know, uh, tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo. So happy 5th of May to everyone out there who's celebrating. 
And to all of our listeners, we wish you a blessed week. Again, this is Frank Congelos, your host. If you have any questions, you can write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, or email us at info at com. Thank you, and have a blessed week.